everyone and welcome to the final episode of season one of young pope cast i'm your host kyle my guest here today is tyler o'neill who also did the logo for the show hello everyone um thank you for listening if you like all right so season finale it's all over when well, he done. is the pope is he is he a good person I think, in the end, Pius does believe in God. I think that's what it was trying to tell us. I don't know. I, I'm not sure I, I buy that entirely still. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like we built to this big humanist ending, but if you think about it, like, nothing was really... Nothing changed all that much, I guess, except his image to the public, which is a lot, but... Um, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't anything huge. Like there wasn't even like an assassination attempt or something. <laughs> I think that's that's probably in the cards for for season two. Yeah, definitely. We got plenty of dream sequences though. I couldn't believe the Bell and Sebastian song during like the Mary's gonna leave montage. You know, I always think like they didn't have nearly enough. Hope works out montages throughout the season. I think there are a handful. Yeah. I'm glad. It's only only a few. One, final one in. Yeah. It was to a Bell and Sebastian song. Yeah, that was so stupid. I love this show. I love its music. Its music choices are always crazy. Uh, all right. I don't, yeah. Like, I, I love Sorrentino, and that's obviously reflected in like the entire tone of the show. This sort of, you know tension between, like, winking irony and total solemn mm-hmm. uh, straightforwardness that he picks. I mean, obviously the most yeah, the most obvious example is the LMFAO uh, mm-hmm. getting dressed montage, but, you know, sometimes it, it's genuinely effective. I don't know about you and last episode, but the whole, like, love letter sequence mm-hmm. with that pop song that I don't know. Yeah. Totally got to me on a very cheap surface level. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I think it the music does its job. I think it does. Um, let's see, should we go through the uh, beat of the finale here? Feels like we talked before about how this show sort of doesn't pace mm-hmm. uh, itself in the normal way a ten episode series might by like methodical plotting or anything. It's, yeah, it's very tuned to its own winds of emotion and uh, intuition, much like Juba yeah. or Pope Pius, right? It's like lots of so things. Got... I guess Michael died. That was like the biggest thing. Sure, yeah. And they also won't tell us what happened to the stigmata guy. Right, they play that course of that uh, with um, Leo and his... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, magical disabled person trope 
Of course, yeah. Boy, who... Can we talk about that? Like How he's not listed I, I in the credits? How, oh, yeah. Yeah, that is one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't know, like... Because, you know, Voya gives the explanation to, to, I think, the Pope in an earlier episode that mm-hmm. his relationship with that boy is a way for him to feel closer to God. Or whatever. Yeah. It seems like, you know, typical Voyeo BS. You know, I think the more reasonable explanation would be the simpler one that he's just super lonely. Yeah. Which is why he's so attached to um, to Sister Mary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's so lonely. And And that he can have a confidant Mm -hmm. when he's this master Machiavellian manipulator or at least thinks of himself as. Yeah. That he has a confidence that he can tell things to mm-hmm. without recourse. Yeah. Like kind of like how the Pope has his special priest where he keeps telling him that he believes he doesn't believe in God, but he does believe in God, but he doesn't. But also, I'm a bad person. Ba 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 ba. But also, if you keep <laughs> listening to me talk in the final episode, I will make you a cardinal and you will cry onto my shoulder. Yeah. Look on, slightly bored. That was kind of nice. I liked it. It was sweet. Oh, this episode has the mass Pope hallucination. It does. The, uh, the, the, the Santa had it Pope hallucination, yeah. right? There was like literally yeah. Santa. Santa used to be the Pope. They they told him to believe in himself, and he's like, okay, anything more in-depth? Like, it was so weird. Yeah, he, well, because then they went on the whole thing of uh, you know, banal platitudes are the mm-hmm. are, are more true theme, I think, which seemed like a very uh, David Foster Wallace sort <laughs> of tone for this show to take. You're uh, right. But you know, that seemed to that sort of that lesson seemed to carry through up until his uh, his first public homily, mm-hmm. the duality questions back and forth, which some people probably seem very like now platitudes, but yeah, they're more than you know, as Santa Pope would say. Yeah, Santa Pope knew it was throwing down the wisdom at stupid forty-seven-year-old Lenny. I mean, I gotta imagine if you're a Santa hatted dead Pope, mm-hmm. and you only get called up once every few decades when a new Pope is feeling, you know, sinful and needs the advice. You gotta build something. You gotta, you gotta make a show of it. <laughs> That's true. You make it, you make it fun for everyone. Yeah. Um, you just live in the the walls or the arches. Yep. Of the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Get called down every few decades. Like in Mulan. Gotta make it fun. Yeah. It's exactly like Mulan. Um, <laughs> it's sad that Sister Mary's leaving since she never really got to do anything on this show at all. She did the press conference, and I mean, that was, like, her biggest moment. It really was, and that's the first episode when, really, her only function was to say, I have nothing to say on behalf of the Pope. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she did serve as a mother figure, I, I guess, to some extent, but yeah. it seemed a little more, a little more perfunctory than deserving of, of Diane Keaton, but... yeah. It's you know, still weird. I'm happy to get a famous actress mm-hmm. in that role. That's probably what it was. I don't know. Maybe 
Diane was just like trying to chill her heels a bit. Maybe, yeah, maybe she's like, I'm in the twilight of my career. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go on this HBO or you know HBO Sky Canal show with Paulo Sorrentino. It'll be better than Family Stone. But then again, you know, we see her in the um, in Africa mm-hmm. in circles with playing children. So that seemed that seemed much more like a, okay, we're done with you, Diane. Keep send off. And yeah. We'll revisit you in season two. Everything. So you never know. I, I yeah, I guess I don't know. It's weird. She didn't really get much of an arc, except she just told us a lot about like. Helene is definitely a saint in her eyes. That and um, and her, you know, hand touchy, mm-hmm. semi charged looks relationship with Boyeo. Yeah, they had fun chemistry. And and let it not be forgotten, her uh, her mad basketball skills. As yeah, a, as a young nun. Hoop, there it is. Strangely, uh erotic basketball playing. Yeah. As one does. We need to talk about Kurt Wells' fate. Yes. He should have just excommunicated him and it would have been fine. But no, it was just put your hand on New York. So did you did you personally think that that in the in the world of the show, do you think that Lenny thought that he would specifically land on Ketchikan, Alaska? Or was that more of a, a plot contrivance to tie in with his meeting with the guy he did send to Ketchikan, Alaska, who had split his fingers? I think it's supposed to mean that everything's coming full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Much like the globe. Yeah. Uh, the globe. The zoom out at the end of the show was crazy. Yeah, they really... You know, obviously the show is very beautifully shot and has high production values, mm-hmm. but any sort of special effects, they more or less crammed into that final shot. Mm-hmm. They zoom out all the way from Lenny, kind of passed out after having maybe a heart attack, and zooms out to all of Venice, to all of Italy, to the whole hemisphere, to the planet, and then it's just the end. Like, it's crazy. He's just one man. Yeah. Is he, or is he the whole world? He, he could be both. Jesus was three and one. You know, one, one thing I'm wondering about, I feel like this episode, uh, in several mentions, uh, or at least Lenny did, of um, sort of denouncing exhibitionism for the mm-hmm. sake of pleasure, mm-hmm. for the sake of exhibitionism. Do you think that's sort of like a sort of coded defense of how cagey and weird the show is in itself and that it isn't? It's a total really self-own. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it does... I, I, I wouldn't say it's self-own, it's self-defense. Yeah. I don't know, I think it's neat the way that people approach each other in this show. It's all very, like, delicate, but very charged. It's interesting. Anytime people have, like, a, a conversation, it feels very gripping and intense. Because well, they're operating within this institution, right, mm-hmm. that... The gravity of the institution of their interaction mm-hmm. sort of like is the basis for their whole purpose of being, for the, the whole reason they've lived their life up, life up to that point. Yeah. So like necessarily, and you know, that's, I feel like 
the sort of the fat dog comparison that a lot of people made mm-hmm. in the early going. So it was like House of Cards mm-hmm. in the same way. Um, but yeah, I mean, just sort of the implied gravity of all the interactions mm-hmm. helps sort of propel the show along when it's a little, a little slower. Yeah. At least for me. I mean, definitely I can understand how some people would find it uh, sort of let in for self-serious. And, um, like, really just slow. And really slow. There's, there's no getting around it. It's a very slow show. Yeah. Deliberately paced, and yet the plot, like, keeps weaving in and out in weird ways. And yet at the end, we're really, like, you know, we're not that far away from where we It's started. like, the we're only things... Making it from the... Yeah. Yeah. The only things that really get resolved is Kurtwell gets sent to Alaska, Bernardo gets to keep his job, um, and Sister Mary leaves. Well, Sister Mary leaves, Bernardo gets um, promoted to the Pope's personal assistant. Yeah. Secretary. Mm-hmm. Um, is more or less in the exact same place. Cardinal Spencer passes. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Sophia has her, uh, Miracle baby that may or may not have brain damage issues as it develops. Or Esther or Sophia? I'm sorry, not Sophia, Esther. Yeah, Sophia's the marketing lady. Yeah, Esther gets her perfect baby who got dropped by the Pope, who was named after the Pope. Yeah, the Pope just did not know what to do with the child in his hands. And so he decided but to drop it. It was just his instinct. It was just his popely instinct. Yeah, of course. But the kid seems to be doing fine. He's playing on a beach, mm-hmm. as uh, Esther is in seemingly every ep- all of the last three episodes. Yeah, they're just like, hey, she's still on a beach. She's not around the Pope anymore. She's on a beach. Maybe she's just been locked out of her house oh. for eight months. <laughs> she's not on the beach. Next season, there's a whole episode about Esther trying to get inside her garage. I would watch it. Yeah. As you can tell I probably would, too. All right, let's pause here for our commercial break. Chex Mix or something. All right, hold on. to it and adding to it right yeah i don't know that was really intense but also lenny's not gonna fall for that shit yeah lenny's not gonna fall for it and also as we see bernardo we learned as context of course yeah bernardo Mm -hmm. could detect it and you know we get these reaction shots from him throughout Mm -hmm. this dude's sort of spiel yeah Who's clearly not buying it and sees that it's, mm-hmm. I don't want to say, it's, it's, you know, 
know, entirely possible, you know, that it is that it is true. But I think the entire point of having us hear this prior iteration mm-hmm. of this story is to have us believe that it's not, and that he's, you know, been dwelling on this and working on it. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with that. in the most convenient, yeah. psychologically acceptable way. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. It felt like in um, Batman when the Joker has like a few different versions of his backstory. Yeah, that is how that is how he got his scars. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt yeah no I felt so awful though when even though I you know that that scene when uh, when Pius brings him up to the globe mm-hmm. and uh, is telling him that he's going to send him back to New York and you can just see Gutierrez feeling. Mm-hmm. So intensely betrayed, yeah, because he's just finally reached this sort of height of understanding and confidence with the Pope, mm-hmm. and he sees this like immense betrayal. And at the same time, you know, the entire show has led me to not really trust what the Pope will do in any given moment. So mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure. I, I, you know, I think he's up to something, but part of me is like, maybe this is all a ruse. Yeah, maybe he is just going to send him back to New York. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, that is not what happened. Not Lenny is going to. Not Lenny. He's going to freeze his fingers off in Alaska. Yep. He really should have just decanonized him. Just like kick him out, kick him out, excommunicate. That's the word. Well, yeah, and I also wonder, like, if that was sort of a deliberate mm-hmm. nod towards. The Catholic Church, the Catholic Church's handling of the yeah, where a lot of it getting swept under the rug, and also yeah, that's a big problem. Is uh, priests who molest kids just get sent to a different district and they just do it there, so he's just gonna molest kids in Alaska now. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, yeah. Is that you know meant Alaska is meant to represent this sort of hinterland where no one lives, but still says there's eight thousand people there. Even yeah. though every time they cut to Alaska, mm-hmm. there's like you know, less than a half a dozen people sort of in the icy background yeah. watching him. Pray outside. But there still are people there. Mm-hmm. But it's maybe sort of, you know, the the edge of Alaska is what higher-ups imagine. He has a press conference about the Blessed Juana, who he's been having dreams about, right? Blessed Juana is the girl, it's the Guatemalan girl, right? Right, well, he has the, the conversation with the, the priest who first told him about her. Yes. Right, and then he, during his first address, that sort of the whole basis of it. Mm-hmm. Is there, is there another scene uh, for the Blessed Juana comes I don't think so. Well, he is supposed to be going to Guatemala to like make her a saint, and then he's like, wait, no, I'm going to Venice instead. That's right, that's mm-hmm. right. He's a big jerk. Only thinks about drama. He won't even. He won't even turn around to face the assembled crowd yeah. at the coffee shop. Yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, they're just like they're all looking at you, like they want you. To, it would mean the world to them if you just turned around. And he's like, nah, not gonna give them that. To be fair, that <laughs> scene does cut straight to his first public appearance. So, yes. Yeah. He's building up to it. Doesn't wanna doesn't wanna show his cards to a small audience first. Did that prostitute ever delete that picture of him? 
Exactly. That is, that's probably the biggest deliver a loose end on their part. Mm-hmm. And part of me, I, I'm not entirely sure if, I, I take that back, I'm sure it was deliberate, but it was definitely part of that sort of trope of, it's the last episode of the season, mm-hmm. we're going to do a uh, montage over a speech and a moving song of like every person that we've encountered throughout the season. Yeah. And sort of this big unifying thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she definitely did stand out the most because they, they intentionally held on her long enough that you could see her recognizing who he was. Mm-hmm. Same with, of course, um, his his 14-year-old beach almost lover who all that she took from him was how to juggle three oranges. Yeah. But damn if that didn't come in handy for her kids. Didn't even get her legs touched by the Pope. Right? Not even that. And yet, he wrote Time Magazine-worthy love letters about the experience. Yeah. That was... probably so lucky. One horned-up Pope. So, will you be watching season two? Oh, I will. I will definitely be watching season two. Yeah, me too. When it happens, could be later this year. You never know. Well, I've heard it's in production now, which I can't. I can't imagine it would come out this year, but maybe, maybe twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Yeah, maybe it'll come back when <laughs> Westworld comes back. Right, right. HBO's got to plan that out. Mm-hmm. Can we just have a moment for talking about how awesome Jude Law is? Through this whole show. He's fantastic. I think he's so great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you or what your what your your lifetime experience is with Jude Law, but I never it's not that I thought thought little of him as an actor, but I'd never really seen him in anything challenging. That, that yeah, that was that seemed that seemed challenging. That challenged me as a viewer or that seemed challenging to him in like a mm-hmm. sort of productive way. Um, yeah, he's just always just yeah. like a guy. I think he's good in Gattaca. Yeah, yeah definitely Gattaca. Um, Talented Mr. Ripley. I've actually still never seen Talented Mr. Ripley. It's that is a, really great. There's apparently a bunch of different um, Tom Ripley movies, and I didn't really know that until my friend told me, so I have a lot to watch. Um, closer, it's great and Closer. I never saw his Alfie. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, no, I just thought he was great. I mean, like, so much of that character, right, is is being is being inscrutable. Yep. Like the show is. Mm-hmm. Um, but having to still be, have that inscrutability translate into being an engaging presence instead of being, like, dismissible um, or... Yeah, like, questions boring. that are boring. Like, just tell us what his deal is, but it, like, weaved in and out, and we knew, kind of knew everything, but we didn't understand the timeline of it, maybe, or just how he really felt. Uh, what, what do you think happened to, what was the guy's name, the, um... The Stigmata guy? The guy who saw the Madonna, yes, the Stigmata guy. I don't know, maybe he just went real crazy, and they had to put him in an asylum. Well, because we had that, that scene right that closed out was like episode six or something like that where 
where the Pope and um, some of the Cardinals sort of confronted him in his house. Yeah. And then Donald confided in um, in that boy who, or, or sorry, um, what happened to him. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it's all just sort of gross speculation. At that worst, they, they killed him. I hope he comes back in season two. Like, I feel like that's... Yeah. I think so. I think he will. Because, I mean, they... It would be sort of a waste. He did, did get a lot of screen time. They used a whole so cold open on him. Yeah. They used a whole cold open on him. They used probably, you know, a good 20, 25 minutes of mm-hmm. overall screen time on him uh, to really go nowhere because the culmination of his arc, as it appeared in the show, mm-hmm. was just a very implicated that end like yeah doing something nefarious to him so it was it was weird didn't get he didn't get as much focus as i thought he was going to definitely not um because as far as i recall we don't ever really we don't ever really see pious responding directly no we definitely don't we see we see pious watching him on tv Mm -hmm. but i don't think he really expounds on, like, you know, this guy is a fraud or anything like that. Yep. We just see him sort of appear at his house. Mm-hmm. Um, in your opinion, who was the most tragic character of the season? Uh, I would say Esther, but, like, she got the baby, so she's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel bad for her. I feel bad that Boyello's so lo- lonely. I love Bernardo, and I wish he wasn't an alcoholic. Right, right. But at the same time, he did he did get a redemptive arc. Yeah, he he did, sense. but he was still getting drunk all the time. True, he's getting drunk in New York. However, like notably, they do not show him drinking at all after he's returned. After he's, you know, presumably exercised his demons mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. in doing this whole sort of, you know, incidentally soul searching assignment finding. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Wells' doings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel like, I feel like he got a pretty generous arc. I, I do think uh, Spencer was pretty, pretty grim. Yeah, that's true. You know, he's, he never really, he does get to be the sort of, the antagonist to Pius. Mm-hmm throughout and sort of the voice of reason and his, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ursat's father figure. Of course. But, like, dude still dies, and he doesn't he doesn't die getting anything he really wanted. He doesn't die seeing, he He dies uh, confident... Act any of his recommendations. Yeah, he dies confident in his relationship with God, which is all he can really ask for. Right, right. And and in his final scene, he, he asks Lenny to tell him the story of Killing that boy's mother, right? Which mm-hmm. he had never heard before. Yep. And that's when he feels okay to go. Yep, because Lenny is a saint and God loves him, like, and it's just a fact of this world. I really, and I, I really like James Cromwell a lot. Me too. I, you know, he's he's more or less typecast as the gruff older guy, but I thought he I thought he was so great in this. Yeah, me and, too. He was so angry. Yeah, and that's you know, to, there's there's one way to look at that, which is his um, his character's emotional range 
was not particularly wide, but I think it was it was deeper than it was wide. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe it's just because of the oldness what I've come to expect from a James Cromwell character, but like you could really feel like the depths of resentment and sort of shame that he felt for missing out on the papacy and mm-hmm. seeing this like abomination yeah. that Pius has become uh, sort of taken his place. And he sort of worked towards uh, rectifying that as, as the series went on. Mm-hmm. It still felt like he kind of died unfulfilled. Definitely. I mean, he didn't die. He died before he became the Pope. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, he he got to pretend to be the Pope to himself in one short scene, and he got to have a very uh, a very nuanced discussion of uh, female reproductive rights yep. with Lenny. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it's Catholic Church. Got to have two dudes talking about abortions. Yeah, that's what I said in the last one. I love watching two men argue about uteruses. Makes for a great, makes for a great thing. Riveting. All right. Well, any uh, final thoughts here? Because this is the end of Young Popecast, the end of the Young Pope season one, season two coming eventually. Um, I guess my final question would be, do you think that, okay, having watched 10 hours of this show, Mm-hmm. You know, thinking back to the intro sequence, which a lot of people, like any, like a lot of intro sequences you can take as kind of a, a microcosm or like thesis statement for the series. And of course, we've got, mm-hmm. we've got Lenny winking at the camera. So that's like the ultimate fourth wall breaking mm-hmm. statement. And he's a meteor coming into the Vatican. And he's a meteor coming into the Vatican. So at the end of the first season, do you think he? Do you think that wink was genuine? Do you think he? Do you think the show lived up to that sort of uh, to the wink, knowing sense of irony? Uh, do you think it really just it tried to go sincere in the home stretch? I think it tried to go sincere. I think that ending was it trying to be sincere with him and his relationship to God and his parents. I, I, I lean that way as well. I think, mm-hmm. I think it, it knew... Just, it just seems like if it yeah. wasn't, it would be such an overblown exercise in mm-hmm. just being arch and cynical. Yeah. Um, and just a waste of, of everyone's talent. Like, what was the point uh, of any of it? Yeah. Because, of course, in the end, like, going back to my point of, like, nothing's really changed, we still have... You know, it seems like the ep- in halfway through this final episode, we have Pius finally turn a corner mm-hmm. and sort of accepting that he'll never know his parents and saying goodbye to uh, Sister Mary mm-hmm. and calling her Ma as she goes away. So we yeah. have a sort of metaphor for him saying goodbye to his parents. But then in the end, of course, in the final scene, he's literally struck dead or almost dead by seeing presumably his actual real parents. His real hippie parents. Walk away from him again. Yeah, leaving, not smiling, yeah. not saying anything about it, and he's smiling up there, and like he's being the happy Pope, and then his body seems to just give out from underneath him, and he zooms out to space. Yeah, and I guess there's a couple different ways you can take, ways you can take that scene. It's either mm-hmm. that, or like, finally, once he's revealed himself to his followers... That's taken 
his, his godly soul out of him or something like that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, I, again, it's sort of the thing, like, being invested in this series was, was fun, but I can absolutely understand other viewers not not latching on to it for yeah. that same sort of, because of that wink and because of that sort of mm-hmm. sensibility. The sexy and I know it. So cagey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Andrew Bird it's and Bell and Sebastian in this one. So, mm-hmm. um, try to have it in many different ways tonally. Yep. At the same time. Uh, which, uh, which is challenging, but... Mm-hmm. Well, I think there was a lot of good. I think there was a lot of stupid, and I think there was a lot of boring, but overall, I'm glad I watched The Young Pope. I am too. Wait, can we do one final, uh, let's see. Who is your favorite, uh, minor character of the first season? Hmm. I like the marketing lady. I think she's smart. Okay. I liked the prime minister of Iceland or Greenland or whatever. Yes, the one who brought the, uh, the gift of the acoustic guitar song. Yep. And had the little dance. I, uh, I think mine was, uh, was her name? Rose, the, um, the bedridden woman. <gasps> yeah. His hotel mm-hmm. class who was going to get, you know, airlifted out and I wanted to go back in. Yeah, she kept yelling, put me back, put me back. I, I think I was sort of embarrassingly, like, confused in that scene because remember, I don't mean to, like, overstep this episode. Mm-hmm. It's bound, but, like, in this year as is, New York episode, like, she watches him bring this guy with a wig into his apartment, so I was wondering if she thought that he was bringing a woman home as a priest, and then she has that scene where she's, like, asking him to get close. Yeah. She can try to kiss him or something. Oh, I don't know Uh, if that was what was happening. Oh, no, no, obviously it wasn't. Yeah. It was just a moment where, uh, where I was unsure, but... No, I enjoyed that that whole relationship. Mm-hmm. Thought it was really sweet, and yeah, presumably she's she's still there as well with a very exposed and broken building facade. Symbolic. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, I think think we can wrap this up. Wrap up the tale of Lenny, the Pope, Pius the Bold. Sister Mary, Foyello, all those rapscallions down in the Vatican. Until next season, mm-hmm. where we get a smash zoom down from outer space onto Lenny uh, and the Holy Spirit escaping mm-hmm. from him and reviving him back With to life. Without his godly powers. Without his godly powers, yeah. Maybe he'll just be revived and be totally apathetic <laughs> and... He'll just, uh, he'll just gallivan around the Vatican City yeah. in his white robe, um, casually chatting up high-class prostitutes. Of course, as, as one hope. must. All right, well, Tyler, thanks so much for doing the logo for the show and also for being my final guest. Thanks for having me in the culminating episode. Of yeah, all right, well, I'll see you next week because that is when I am coming to Austin, so... Yes, All right. forward to, uh, to Academy Awarding. Yeah, that'll be great. Can't wait for that. 
All right, well, if you've been listening this whole time, thanks so much for joining us for Young Popecast. Hope you tune in to whatever I'm cooking up next, because I, I don't know what it is. I just might have something. Who can say? All right. Farewell.